0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. If you want to, find 1 John chapter 5. And I'm going to look at probably a few scriptures just to start off with. So we'll go from one to the other, but so you'll be able to find them. They'll be easy to find. But the first one is First John five. What are you going to talk about tonight, Pastor? Well, I'm going to talk about Satan proofing your life. Amen. You know, you get your, you know, sometimes your house gets like we get our house. Uh, oh, I guess you call it bug proofed. I don't know. Whatever. The bug man comes every quarterly and sprays. You know, I, I'm really not convinced it does anything. But but Phyllis doesn't like bugs, so we do it. Praise God. But anyway, it's, you know, it, it, maybe it works, maybe it does maybe some, I don't know. But anyway, that, I don't know, I guess we don't get a lot of bugs except me, but anyway. Uh, but, you know, you bug-proof the place, you know, you, 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 to keep the bugs out, you know. Well, I want to talk to you about Satan-proofing your life. I want you to find First John chapter 5, verse 18, got it? He says, We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not or doesn't practice sin or walk in sin, if you're born of God. But he that is begotten of God, he keeps himself, Amen. and that wicked one touches him not. Woo, what a powerful verse. Amen. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're, you know, people want God to keep them, and there's a part. God's got his part of keeping you, but you've got your part of keeping you, too. And so what, we're going to talk about your part tonight, about keeping yourself and, and Satan-proofing your life. Uh, and, all. and so, you know, but I like that. It says the wicked one touches him not. I mean, that's a listen. Does that mean? Now, let me explain that to you. That uh, doesn't mean you never experience any attack. Y- you know, the Bible, the, the New Testament. Listen to me now. The New Testament does not ever teach us that we're going to live in this utopia and never have any obstacles. It tells us faith is the victory. That overcomes the world, and so you know, and you know, because people sometimes say, "Well, well, Pastor, why am I having this attack?" Well, probably because there's a devil. Right. Amen. All right. Now, all right, now we'll go to, like I said, I'm going to look about three, three or four scriptures to start out with, and we may camp there, but on the fourth one, I don't know. Uh, but let's go to First Peter chapter five because I want you want you to see this something about the devil. And realize you got to keep him out. You got to deal with him. Amen. Especially today. Especially today. I mean, man, it's such a mess out there. You have to really keep yourself. Amen. You know, sometimes uh, people open doors and we don't want to do that. You know, I don't want, I don't want to open the door to just anything. Amen. Now, in in. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking to devour somebody. Amen. He says, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, everybody else, he's trying to devour everybody, but he can't devour everybody. He's seeking whom he may devour. I've, I've talked about this before, and no need to be going into it again. But "may" may means permission. Right. He's looking for permission. Well, who's going to give him permission? God? Well, no, God's not giving him permission. It's you know, it's, it's it's us that give him permission, whether we realize it or not. You know, just by the way we by not living our lives the way we're supposed to live our lives. You know, uh, and we're going to talk about some of that here in a minute. But let's go to the book of Job. Everybody say Job. Job. Job chapter one. I wanted to read these, at least these three scriptures to kick things off. Job chapter one. Go there. Job, the first chapter. I thank God for Job. You know, Job, you know, one thing about Job, Job was a faithful guy, I'll tell you. I mean, Job, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have revelation that we have today. You know, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say he didn't have any, any revelation, but he didn't have what we have today. Job is really, you know, s- 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 some, some people think Bible teachers in their study think Job is one of the older characters of the Bible. And so he didn't know, you know, he thought God was doing all this stuff to him. He said, though he slay me, I'm going to serve him. Well, I mean, it wasn't God that was doing it. We know that because when the book of Job was written, it said Satan went, Satan smote Job. Yeah. Satan did these things to Job. Not God, but Job didn't know that, and he said, "Though no, he slay me, I'm going to serve him. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's double honor. How many know that? Yeah. The fact that he thought it was God, and he said, I'm still going to serve him. Yeah. I mean, we today, we know better than that, right? If you've been coming to this church for two weeks, you've probably found that out. God's not your problem, Amen. And he's not causing these things. He's not doing these things. And all these, you know, the insurance companies talk about acts of God. Well, it's not God doing that. God's not, God's not causing tornadoes to blow people's houses down. Right? He's not burning people's houses up. Amen. He's not doing those things. Uh, you know, and the insurance companies call it the acts of God, but it's not, it's not our God that's doing it. It's the God of this world that does those things, but not our God. Amen. Now look at Job chapter chapter, um, 1, and he said, uh, verse 6, he says, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Where are you coming from? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Well, didn't we just read in Peter that the Bible said he walketh about seeking whom he may devour so what's he doing in the earth? What's he walking about back and forth in the earth for? He's looking for somebody to devour. Hallelujah. And I've just found out one of his favorite meals is unbelieving Christians. <laughs> you know, Brother Kemp said years ago, he said, you know, the Bible says that, that God breaks the teeth of the ungodly. Well, at Calvary, Jesus broke the devil's teeth. I mean, he qualifies as ungodly, Right. He said, but some Christians are so pliable and gullible, he can just gum them to death. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we don't need to be that way. We need to have a spiritual backbone, some spine about us, some faith about us, right. some never quit about us. Right. Amen. You got to have some fight about you. Right. You know, I, I read this. Uh, uh, it's been several years ago. I was teaching on uh, how to live I think I teach it on how to, how to live long, how to live long or something like that. But anyway, and so I did some study. I listened to other, other minister teach on it, and I did some study and, you know, looked some things up, and I did some natural study about people that, you know, were 100 years old or older, and, and uh, you know, and they'd ask these people, why, why do you think you live to be 100 years old, you know? And... Uh, you know, you get variety of answers, but, it, but you know, if you, if, you, if you listen to everything they said, it, there, was a, there was a common theme. There was, a, there was some common themes. Some of them had some, you know, kind of weird answers. One, I don't know, it was a guy or a lady, I don't remember, said they smoked a cigar every day, and that's why they were 100 years old. And I thought, well, I don't know that's not the answer. But, uh, but what I found out about a lot of them is, number, number one, they let things go. They didn't let life pile up on them. They didn't have a bunch of worry, unforgiveness, strife in their life. But the other thing I found out is they were fighters. They fought. And they just didn't take things sitting down. They fought the good fight of faith. You know, they, they didn't just like accept, well, you know, I got bad news and I just accept. No, they didn't accept it. Amen. 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 Even as an unbeliever, that will go a long ways. I've heard doctors, I've heard about doctors saying, you know, if we can just get people to to, you know, a little faith about them, they, they'll do better. And that's even unbelievers that would say that. But they recognize there's some power there. Amen. Yeah. One doctor said this, I forget what study he was doing, but he was giving people that had this certain thing wrong with them. He was giving them a pill. He had part of them, he was giving a pill that was the real deal. The other one was, a, was a, a make-believe pill, but they didn't know that. They didn't know that. And both both responded just as well. And they said, well, how could that be? One of them's getting medicine, the other one's not. He said, because they both believe it's working. They both believe the medicine would fix them because we told them it would fix them. And and so he said, faith has something to do with it. This isn't even a believer. This is somebody that recognized there's power there. Amen. All right. Now, Job, look at this in Job. Uh, He he said he's going to and fro on the earth. And verse 7, the Lord said unto him, The Lord said unto Satan, uh, well, verse 8, excuse me. Let's go there. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Have you been checking out Job? Have you set your heart on him that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and eschews or hates evil or shuns evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Listen to this now. This is what God does. Hast thou not made a hedge about him, about his house, about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the lamb. That's what God does. Now, <laughs> I saw something out of that verse. All right, this is not, maybe not going to excite you too much. But I saw something out of that verse. Satan had been checking Job out. He'd been checking. Look, it says, it says you made a hedge about him. Yeah, amen. So he's checked him out personally about his house. He's checked his household out about all that he has on every side. That's his stuff. He checks his stuff out. You've blessed the work of his hands. His substance is increasingly. So he, what's he been doing? Well, what did, what did the Bible say in, in um, the book of Peter? He's walking about seeking he he's, whom he may devour. He's looking for a way to get in, isn't that right? He's looking for a way to get in. Amen. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) The Bible talks about his wiles, his tricks, his scheme. He's looking for a way to get in. See, you know, I mean, he. Then I know it's not necessarily just the personal devil doing this. He's got people working for him, henchmen that work for him. And uh, but let me just say this to you: the devil. He, you know, he he checks you out. You ever heard of familiar spirits? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the term familiar spirits? Yes. You know, what a familiar spirit is it's some—it's a spirit that's checks somebody out and is familiar with them. Right, and they can tell you things. This demon can tell you things about a person that uh, you couldn't get in the natural, because they—they they know. Amen. You know, now a lot of this, a lot of. Let me just say this to you: Don't mess with this, this psychic stuff, right. calling. Are you listening to me? That's a the God said, I don't allow you to do that. I'm not see that's being led that's being led by the devil. Though most of those, a lot of those in our in our you know, not all of them, but, but a lot of those are just fake to start with. They got a computer screen that tells them what to answer. Amen. And, and I've always been amazed by how many of them's name is Madam Faye. And I never have understood why a businessman goes to Madame Faye and she lives in a chicken coop. Why are you getting advice from her? Not knocking people that live in chicken coops, but, you know, it's just like if she knew anything, she wouldn't be living like she's living. Amen. But, you know, there, are, there is the real deal, man. There is real familiar spirits that are familiar with people. Amen. There's real demons. I don't know whether you know that or not. But a lot of the church doesn't, but there's real demons. You know, years ago, my pastor, Dr. Barclay, was in, in the jungle area. and the Lord, you know, led him to go down this trail. And uh, he went down this trail. He just felt really impressed to do this. And so he went down this trail, and he comes upon this house, and there's this girl chained to, the, chained to a tree. She's chained to a tree. And uh, so I mean it, it makes him angry and so you know he's he's talking to the people in the house, what's she doing chain the tree? Well if we let her go, you know, she'll try to she'll run off and try to jump in the river and kill herself. And so we can't we can't do that. And so Dr. Burke said, Turn her loose. Oh no, we can't do that. Well you know how he is. I mean he's a marine. Turn her loose. And they turned her loose and he cast that devil out of her. Amen. And he's got the picture I've seen that she's standing there by him smiling ear to ear, man. She's delivered back to normal, not chained to a tree. Not, you know, there's demons. And, uh, you know, and, and Satan has them working for him. And they're looking for ways to get in our, our lives or in our household. And we've got to learn to keep the door shut. Amen. And I'm going to talk to you about that tonight. Keep the door shut, man. Don't d- Satan, proof your house. Don't let him in. Amen. Right. Amen. Yes. See, now, just think about that. He's looking here. He's checking out Job. He's checking out all he has. Did, did, you see the same thing in the New Testament where, where Jesus said to Peter, He said, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith fell not. Satan wanted to do more with Peter than just Peter deny the Lord. One time he wanted, to, he wanted to knock him out of the race, but he wasn't able to do it. Now, so let's talk about this. What do we need to do? Well, it's not really, really, it's not real hard, but you just got to do it. How many know that most things in life uh, that really work, uh, you just got to, you just got to do them. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter seven, Matthew chapter seven. I want to read this. I know this isn't a jumping, shouting message, but you know what? Uh, people need to know. Yeah. You can't just play with the devil and not get in trouble. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Amen. So stay away from all this nine. You know this. You know this psychic stuff, and don't even read your horoscope. Yeah. What do you want to do that stuff for? I mean, there's Christians that do, but let me tell you, that's just so the devil. Yeah. You're giving him an open door. I wouldn't do it. Amen. amen you know what i'm saying you know there was a lady came to this church one time and you know one of our lovely people brought her you know and and uh you know she heard she she was a kind of a psychic thing you know psychic person and she heard voices and so this this person that came to our church you know they knew she wasn't right and so you know so they bring her to me for me to do something with her you know and so, and, and you know, I'm glad to do something with her, but she's got to want something done. You know what I mean? I can't do, can't go against your will. And so she said, now, Pastor Pearl's going to tell you whether those voices you hear are God or not. So I asked her one simple question. I said, are you saved? Are you born again? She said, no. I said, well, then they're not. You're hearing what you're hearing wrong voices. I said, do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Well, I believe he's a good man. I said, that's not what I ask you. Do you believe he's the son of God? See, the devil won't admit some things. Oh, I believe he's a good teacher. I said, that's not what I ask you. Do you believe he's the son of God? And she wouldn't. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. She said, well, I just believe. I don't believe he's the son. Finally, she did tell me, I don't believe he's the son of God. I believe he's a good man. I believe he's a prophet. I said, well, if you if what you're saying is true, then then he wasn't even a good man. He was a liar because he said he was. He said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Yeah, right. So you can't have it both ways. Right. He's either good or he's not. I had not believe he's good, amen? <laughs> but, you know, what? I, I don't know what I hope that lady eventually got delivered, but she wasn't interested in me helping her that night. You know, she wanted to hear those voices. And If you want to hear voices, you'll hear voices, you know what I'm saying? And so, anyway, where was I, where was I going before I got off on that? Anybody remember? I usually work alone, but I need some help tonight. Obviously you're not paying attention either, so uh. Matthew seven. huh? Matthew seven. Matthew 7. See, Pastor Chuck? That's why he's a pastor. Matthew 7, he's paying attention. Go there to Matthew 7. Let's go there. All right? Verse 24, the Bible Jesus said, "Therefore, whoever hears these things of mine, and notice this and, and does them, How many of you know it's not good enough just to hear them? Now let me tell you something, what the Bible teaches. Here's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be excited when you hear the Word of God. But you're supposed to do the Word of God. Right. <laughs> not just get excited, but do it. You're supposed to do both. You're supposed to receive with joy, the Bible tells us. So, therefore, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do them shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came. The winds blew beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. We've read this scripture over the years many times. But I read it again tonight because I want you to see the difference was the, those that did the Word of God. Right. Yeah. See, both had storms. Both houses had storms. Both houses heard, heard the Word. Both people heard the Word. But one did it, and one didn't do it. So if you're going to Satan-proof your life, you have to be, and this is really simple, but you have to be a doer of the Word. What does that mean? Well, see, Jesus said it like this. I won't read the Scripture tonight, but you can look it up sometime. In John 14:30, He said, The prince of this world comes, and he has nothing in me. There's no harvest here for him. Because Jesus always did those things that pleased His Father. In other words, He's not going to be able to harvest anything out of me because there's nothing here that belongs to Him. See, if there's things in our life that belong to the devil, well, it's just an open door for him. Isn't that right? right. You know, and, and I, I opened the door. I told Phyllis this. This happened years ago, but I told Phyllis this years ago. You know, I was with someone, and they wanted to watch this movie, you know. And they started watching this movie, and it's got all kinds of magic and stuff in it, you know. And I'm sitting there. I'm just grieved, you know. Now, I'm, bo- I'm a lot bolder now than I was then. Right now, I mean, I just flat out tell you, you can watch this all you want to, but I'm gone. I'm going to go get, you know. I'm gonna get a cup of coffee or something i'm not sticking around but but you know i didn't want to offend them and so they're watching this oh that's a really good movie and let, let's let's watch this okay i'll watch it and there's all kinds of magic and weirdness and you know just demonic stuff in it and i'm sitting there thinking i don't need to be here i don't need to be here i don't want to offend them well right now i'll tell you what i learned a lesson i got so i got sick as a dog man and I, I, and I, you may think that's crazy, but I'm telling you what I told folks said, man. I opened the door to the devil, and he came right in and just made me sick as a dog. And I thought I don't care whether it offends you or not. I'm not getting sick for anybody, not even the dog. You got that? You know. You say, well, I, I can't hardly believe that. Well, see, I knew better. I wasn't ignorant. I knew better. I was old, and I was. It's been several years ago, but I was still old. And Lord, I knew better than sit there and digest stuff that's demonic. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like what the world would call blatantly demonic. It just looked like kind of cutesy. Well, cutesy demonic is still demonic. Are you with me now? And so, the, the, we have to understand. We can't open that door. See, the devil knows every one of us intimately, whether you know that or not. Yes. He, there's a, just like you have angels, I'm sure the devil's got demons trying to sign a sign to trip us up. Amen. And he knows what works, and so we have to strengthen those areas with the word by being a doer in that area of, of the word of God. Yes. Right. Amen. And and so listen now, I I know this is a strong word tonight. Maybe it's not a shouting word, but you got to understand, if you don't do what you know to do, the Bible calls it rebellion. And it says it's the sin of witchcraft. And it'll open the door. See, there's certain things that, you know, the devil knows that tempts you that doesn't tempt me. There's things that, that that might tempt me that don't tempt you. It's that way with food. There's certain foods that don't tempt me at all. I'm just not tempted by them. Other foods do. They tempt me. Remember the, remember the Oreo thing? I remember that from years ago. And everybody started giving me Oreos, and I finally had to put a moratorium on Oreos because I couldn't just eat one or two. I'd eat the whole pew, <laughs> get a glass of milk, and just take the whole row out. And I'm thinking, man, I can't do this because this is, you know... And I have, a, I have a few things like that that I know I got to just watch it or, or I get in trouble. A peanut brittle is one of them, too. And I'm not saying, I'm not putting a moratorium on peanut brittle yet. I'm not so sure I don't need to. Amen. Amen. Dr. Ann and Martine brought me some back from uh, Bucky's and they brought like two or three bags of it. I ate one bag just that right after church, the whole bag. It's like, because, you know, once I get so far, I thought, man, i got to get rid of this so I'm not tempted tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that really works. I, you, don't, you don't just sneak up on calories. How many know that? You know, so I had a friend one time. He was on this special diet. Uh, and it was a 500-calorie-a-day diet. Can you imagine that? 500 calories. A day. You know, so I'd take him. I mean, will you take a guy like that out to eat? You know? I took him out to a steakhouse. He got a little bit of a tiny steak, and that was it for the day. You know, 500 calories a day. I told myself, man, I eat that much just fixing supper. Are you kidding me? 500 calories? I'm, I eat that over the sink with chips. Just warming up. You know, <laughs> warming up in the bullpen before I go out and pitch. <laughs> I thought, my gosh, if I ate 500 calories a day, I'd be skinny too. You can't live that way. Well, he didn't live that way, but he, he lost a lot of weight. Amen. And so, and I, I haven't seen him for a while. I'm, last I saw him, he had, still had it off, so it must have worked. But anyway, you know, but the devil studies us. He knows, and listen, you can't open doors. Amen. I, I don't know why I'm off on this, but you've got to watch what you let your kids ingest. Don't open them up to the devil either. I don't care if they call you an old fogey. It's better to just have sound minds. See, people do things with their, they do things with their body that messes, that gets their minds messed up. I'll see people do things sometimes and I'll think, and that's going to mess your mind up. You're going to have mental issues over that. You're going to have fear, worry, and all kinds of things and anxiety in your life because you're opening yourself up to the devil. I'm not going to do it. Are you? I'm going to be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Well, how I mean, you need to read the word if you're going to do the word right. right? See, James, which we won't look at the scripture, but James said it like this. He said, receive with meekness the, the King James says the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, or some translations say it's implanted, you know, because engrafted and it's kind of the same thing. But it's, it's implanted, man. And it, when it's implanted, that, means, that word means that it, it, it gets out and affects your habits. It affects your consciousness. It affects everything about you. It starts directing your life. So you could think, you know, I have a friend in the ministry, and I was asking about his dad the other day. I said, what about your dad? You know, how, and we were talking about his dad because his dad was like 87. He lives alone. His mom's passed on, so his dad lives alone in an apartment. And he walks three miles a day and still drives and still f- you know, he's still going strong, you know. He's 87. I said, well, he said, well, you know, some years ago, he went to the doctor, and his heartbeat was 30, like 30-something per minute, which, you know, that's that's pretty low. Mine's normally 40, 40s to the 50s, but his was 30s, and that's that's pretty low. And so, you know, the doctor said, We're going to have to put a pacemaker in you. Well, he felt fine. You know, he said, Well, I feel okay. He said, Well, they were like, you can't, you can't live this way with 30 beats per minute. We've got, we got to put a pacemaker in you and get your heart up. And, you know, and he said that after he got it put in, he said, Man, I didn't know, I, I don't know you could feel so good. So he'd felt bad so long, he didn't even realize he was feeling bad. But when he got that in there, it's like it got implanted in him and it changed his life. Well, the word gets in you, it gets implanted. And it starts changing your life. You know, when you first get saved, you don't know anything, much at all. So everything's a revelation to you. I had this notebook, I don't think I have it any longer, but I had this notebook where I would listen to cassette tapes of somebody preach. And, you know, I started off listening to, you know, Brother Copeland, and then I got a hold of Brother Hagin's tapes, you know, and so I, 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 was, uh, I, I was looking at that notebook and I realized I had written about everything down that he had preached in that tape. And I thought, well, that's because everything, I didn't know it. It was all new to me. Amen. I might even wrote down, turn, please turn the tape over. I don't know. Because it was new to me too. But you know what? How many follow what I'm saying? It was just all revelation and all. But, you know, we still... We still got to be hungry for that, right. amen. Yeah. We still got to be seeking after that, but but we got to be doers of it. We got to walk in it, right. yeah. and so that word gets implanted in you, and it changes your life. Like it's like James said. He said, "Don't be be a hearer, but be a doer, lest you dece- deceiving your own selves." What's the deception? Well, here's the deception. I can tell you. What, I can tell you the deception. It, all of us can get f- what what the Bible calls fami- what the Bible teaches about. Familiarity, where you know what the word says, but you're not really doing the word. That's called mental assent. Right, yeah. That means we mentally agree with it. We say amen. We ad- I like to say this: we ad- we admit it, we admire it, you know, uh, but uh, we don't act on it. Yeah. See, we admit it's true, we admire it, we agree with it, but we don't act on it. We got to be doers of the word. Yeah. Amen. Doers of the word. Amen. And um, listen, let's go, let's close out. Did you get something tonight? Yes. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me go there. I want to show you something here, and then we'll be done tonight. You got to be, I know this wasn't deep tonight, but um, it's better than what you would have got. You just stayed at home. You might have overeaten or something. I don't know. Matthew 28, or excuse me, Deuteronomy 28. Go there, Deuteronomy 28. Uh, but I just remember, I was going to say this. I just remember this when I first got saved. You know, the, the, um, the book of Acts says this. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. I just remember those days how the word started prevailing in my life. It started overtaking things in my life, bad things. Uh, it just began to grow and just kick those things out. Because I started walking in the word right. Amen. I started walking in the word of God. Hallelujah. I started actually walking in the love of God. Amen. I started walking in the joy of the Lord. I started walking in the peace of the Lord. Hallelujah. glory and I'm still I'm still walking in it. And I'm, you know it may not be as dynamic f- seem like it's as dynamic as it was back then because it was new, right. but it's still working. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? right? You know, when you first get married, it's dynamic. But it's still just as dynamic. You're just older. I mean, no, we're not we don't live by feelings. You ever hear people and couples say, well, we fell out of love. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Love is a decision. Love is a choice. Well, we just fell. Well, I don't have feelings. I've never. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer this, but I never understood. People in the world are stupid. <laughs> That's not a question, by the way. That was a statement. But I even deal with it. See, sometimes you get Christians are just, just as dumb. But it's like they'll have an affair with somebody. All right. They're they're married. This person's married. They'll have an affair, break up their marriage, both marriages, and then marry one another. I'm thinking, are you so stupid to think if this person had an affair on their spouse, they're not going to have a affair on their other spouse? What is with you? This is just stupid. It, they, they, either they have integrity or they don't. Right? And just because they you, you think well, they're going to be different. We well, know they're not. They are who they are. Sometimes you meet women. I'm gonna change this man. You, be- <laughs> you better change him before you marry him. Because yeah. once he marries you, then he doesn't have to change. <laughs> he can go on being a stinking gorilla. <laughs> really, seriously, I don't get people's thinking. They just—they're not thinking right. You know what I'm saying? Not you, but others. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> hey, you know, you give people. I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to marry them because, I mean, man, I mean, he's got, you know, a hairy chest and a a tan and all that is going to change, baby. You better marry him because he's got some integrity and a job and a truck. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I heard that. Somebody said, make sure it's a Ford. How many understand? How many understand? People just need to use some common sense. Like, I'm going to change them, you know. No, you're not. And they won't change for you before they get married, you know. I mean, I've seen that. Like, well, Pastor, they they they, you know, they they promised they'd quit doing that. Well, no, no. They either have the integrity to quit now or they don't have it. That's, right. That's all there is to it. You need to know that. And if they don't have the integrity quit now, when they marry you, they ain't got no, hey, they already got you. Isn't that right? Yeah. All right, that's free. Praise God. No charge. Deuteronomy 28, go there. <laughs> oh, I feel like, what's that guy that gives the marriage stuff on TV? Dr. Phil or something like that? Yeah. I have no idea. He's probably not even good. I don't know. I've never watched his show. i just heard of him. But maybe he is. I don't know. But anyway, I know I know somebody that is good. The Word's good. Now, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. See, none of you will tell me whether he's any good or not because you don't want me to know whether you, you've been watching him. <laughs> verse 1. I can tell you, man, don't go to daytime TV to get your counseling. My gosh. Go to God's Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse, verse one, Deuteronomy twenty-eight. The Bible says, "It shall come to pass if you shall diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all His commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake you if you shall hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God." Now I know that's Old Testament, but how you many know there's a principle here that's still true in the New Testament. Yeah. It's called being a doer of the word. Right. That's where the blessings flow. Right. Yes. right? Verse 14, Deuteronomy 20, or verse 15, Deuteronomy 28. But it shall come to pass that if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe, to do all his commandments, his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come on thee and overtake thee. Well, me you know, once again, that's still a principle that's true today. It's, that's, it's called being a doer of the word. See, this is this agrees with the New Testament where James said, if you're a doer of the word, you're blessed in whatever you do. Right, yeah. Amen. Amen. Right, yeah. How many know sometimes the word tells us things that maybe we don't even want to do? Yep. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. There's certain things that now, now listen now, listen to me, I'm just being honest with you. There's certain things in the Bible your flesh doesn't necessarily want to do. But you've got to be obedient to the word of God. Right. Amen. And do what the Bible says. I'm convinced now, I'm really convinced people open the door by not being doers of the word. Think about it. Well, what particular area, Pastor, would we be talking about? Well, there's all kinds of areas. How about having a prayer life? How about feeding on the Word? The Bible? Paul, Paul sent the, that letter to the, to the Thessalonians. He said, I charge this, to be, this epistle to be read among all the churches. Well, all these, all these epistles in the Bible. Yep. No, all the epistles aren't the apostles' wives. They're letters. <laughs> all right. So read. what does it mean? Read the Word. Right? right. right? How about being in the house of the Lord? Yep. Doesn't the Bible say don't forsake the assembling yourself together? Yep. All right. If you forsake that, is that going to be an open door? Because you knew what the Word said. So if you get messed up, your finances get messed up, your marriage gets messed up, your health gets messed up. Your Listen now, your, your mind gets messed up. You, sometimes you... you know I, We understand we all face attacks. We know that. But, but when the Bible says we keep ourselves, the wicked one touches us not, it means he doesn't, he doesn't take us out. He doesn't take us out. And so we have to understand that these things, a lot of times, they're just doors we open because we knew to do something, and we didn't do it. Tell on myself, but not too deeply. I was going through, this was some years back, I was going through some, some, some testing, some trials. I went before the Lord, and I said, Lord, what am I going to do about all this? This is, this is a mess. Here, here's, listen, I heard this just as like you were talking to me. I mean, it wasn't audible, but I mean, I heard this in my spirit real strong. The Lord said, why don't you do what you preach? I thought, I better go listen to my tapes. Find out what I said about this particular subject I'm dealing with. I have, you know, sometimes, sometimes I have to, I've had to do that. I have to go back and find out what I say about it, because God's going to hold me responsible to do what I know. Amen. And it's times like that you wish you were a dumb preacher and didn't know anything. Because <laughs> it's like a little girl said, this, this one couple, they would have devotions with their kids, you know, every night, you know, before they went to bed. And that kids always loved it, you know. And this, this one couple said, they said, well, our daughter started getting, like, reluctant to do it, you know. And so we'd still make her do it. But she got real reluctant, and he said, finally, we asked her, "Why are you so reluctant to come and do these Bible studies with us you always wanted to do them before?" And she told them. she said, "I already know more than I do now." <laughs> She's kind of smart. I don't want to know more. I'm responsible for." It. Well, mean, you know, we're responsible for the word of God." Amen. Amen. Amen? Everything that's in here, we're responsible for, and we don't, and us, we don't have any excuse because we got a Bible. Right, so, and, and we 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 can avail ourselves and find out what God said. Right. Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. And so, how does the how does the devil get a hold of our get a hold in our lives? when we're not doing the Word of God, James put it this way. He said, "Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil; he'll flee from you." First step: submit to God, submit to His Word, then resist Him, then He'll flee. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.